No doubt Embrace Debate would detest how we handle certain things here in the fast lane, like the idea of not overreacting to just one game on Tuesday night for either Virginia Tech. Uh, they're still very well, I would seem, on the outside looking into the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And meanwhile, the other side of that is Virginia, after the loss, not panicking that they are all of a sudden a bubble team on the Outside looking in, uh, more losses could certainly get to that spot, but there are also more opportunities for Virginia to solidify themselves. So that's an overview of what we discussed yesterday in the fast lane. And now to get some perspective, maybe some confirmation bias, or maybe somebody to put us in our place as he's done before because he has Hall of Fame caliber knowledge for Richmond.com and the Teal and Barber podcast. It is David Teal. He's back with us once again here in the Fast Lane. David, we hope you and your family are well. Hopefully you and Mrs. Teal hit a home run for Valentine's Day with Tiny Teal. And yes, the bigger question of March Madness, do we need to overreact to what we saw either in Blacksburg or Charlottesville Tuesday night? No, <laughs> not, not in the least. Um, Virginia Tech absolutely had to have Tuesday night. And they got it done. And season high 20 from Hunter Couture, which doesn't really compute. You would think that Hunter Couture could get 20 in his sleep. But he had not hit that benchmark this season. He even said afterward it was a relief to finally crack 20 points. And the Hokies have been an exceptional free-throw shooting team all season, and they were great on Tuesday night. I believe they banged out 28 of 32. They're number four in the country in free-throw accuracy. Uh, but now it's about to get real for the Hokies. At Carolina – home to UVA, at Pitt, at Syracuse, home against Wake Forest. The schedule's about to toughen up. David, not to mention the fact that for Virginia Tech, you would presume they're getting a Carolina team that they've slumped defensively recently, including at Syracuse, that I wouldn't say the Heels need it, but they could really use that to burst out of their recent skid. Well, they could use it as to solidify their top four, top three, maybe even top two NCAA tournament seeding. Uh, Virginia Tech is not a team I want to play if I'm slumping defensively. You ask any coach in this conference or any coach that's ever competed against Mike Young, and they will tell you his stuff is really difficult to defend. He's that imaginative and innovative an offensive mind. And if, if the Tar Heels continue to be a half step off their game defensively, you know, the Hokies will make them pay. Pay enough to win, I have my doubts. Uh, you asked about Charlottesville. Tuesday's result in Charlottesville, Ed, was far more about Pittsburgh than it was about Virginia. The Panthers, just like Virginia Tech, desperate to enhance their NCAA credentials, did so. They have been playing great. They've won six of their last seven. They've won five conference road games. They've won at Duke. They've won at Virginia. Two very difficult venues in which uh, to win for a visitor. So props to, props to the Panthers. They made 14 threes. 
It's the most threes made against a Virginia team since the 19, or excuse me, the, yeah, 2019 Elite Eight by Purdue, Carson Edwards and company. For this matchup that we saw Tuesday in Charlottesville, you referenced Pitt, and we'll get to Virginia in greater depth momentarily with David Teal of Richmond.com. He's at by David Teal on Twitter. But Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Clemson, all assumed to be right now comfortably in the NCAA tournament. Are the Pitt Panthers now maybe playing their way into that discussion, including with that victory this past Tuesday in Charlottesville? They are absolutely in the discussion. If you were bracketing the field today, they'd probably be out. But, boy, they've got some opportunities ahead. And I'm telling you, they're good. They real Blake Henson is an, is an all-ACC player, and the, the young pieces of, around him have really improved – uh, low in Carrington, that's as dynamic a freshman backcourt as you are likely to find in all of college basketball. And when they're banging shots like they were the other night, they are really, really a problem. And they did a great job defensively. Even though Virginia shot 50% and committed five turnovers, it, that's normally a foolproof formula for the Cavaliers, but it wasn't because that's how good Pitt was offensively. So we've identified Pitt as a team that could play their way into the tournament. Who else is in that spot where they're on the outside looking in, but they've got the right ingredients, maybe the right schedule for winnable opportunities, but also good wins that could join that core four we mentioned of Carolina, Duke, Virginia, and Clemson that are all solidly, at least as of right now in the tournament. Wake Forest. Without, I'm really interested in Saturday's game in Charlottesville. Uh, Wake Forest can score with anyone, and they can put a lineup out there where all five guys can shoot it beyond the arc. And Steve Forbes has done it again in the portal. Uh, Hunter Salas from, from Gonzaga. Efton Reed also from Gonzaga. Uh, have been terrific additions for his team. The big key for Wake is, number one, defense, and number two, keeping Reed out of foul trouble. I'm not so sure they don't win that game at Cameron on Monday night if Reed hadn't gotten into early foul trouble. So we wrap it up with David Teal on this one. You referenced that intriguing matchup noon. I'll be there for the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Wake at UVA on Saturday. Do you see Virginia getting revenge, or is this just a rough matchup for the Hoos? This is uh, the third leg of Virginia's redemption tour, and they got waxed at Notre Dame, beat the Fighting Irish in Charlottesville. They got waxed at NC State and beat the Wolfpack in Charlottesville. They got waxed at Wake Forest. They will beat the Deacons in Charlottesville. There it is. The prediction from David Teal. More insight, by the way. Latest Teal and Barber podcast just dropped. He's also at by David Teal on Twitter and Richmond.com. David, a pleasure to have you back in the fast lane. Thanks for talking a little ACC and Virginia and Virginia Tech hoops with us today. 
See you Saturday in Charlottesville. I'd look forward to it. Always. David Teal with us today in the fast lane. And unfortunately for him, he'll have to see my shaggy, ridiculously long hair. Not ridiculous. It's actually been trimmed recently, but whatever. He has to see me Saturday in Charlottesville. I get to see him. So what's that old? uh, Did you ever see Office Space, by the way, Trey? Yes. The pleasure's all on this side of the room. It really is. The pleasure's all on this side of the mic because seeing me... Eh, not really a treat. But anyway, yes, uh, we will see what Tom Bowles has to say momentarily in the fast lane. Trey's boss. Yeah. You're nodding. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else to add. No, that's, the that's big, it. The big question I am most anxious to hear, his explanation for why they are so optimistic at FrontStretch.com that my guy, Ty Gibbs, has a chance to be a breakout star this year i mean maybe there's one skeptic in the group but there are others that are optimistic i'm not that not, my not i am not not skeptical my hope and dream could actually come true find out about that next here in the fast lane on the cbs sports radio lynchburg app and the virginia talk radio network also by the way one other thing uh that that just jumped into my mind about tom Bowles and the humor of getting his thoughts if I'm not mistaken, Trey, wasn't he kind of skeptical of Chase Elliott's bounce back here? He was. He hates Chase Elliott. That's the key thing to take away. Wow. That's pretty bold. I mean, we're going to have to get Tom to defend himself. I can see Chase underperforming relative to ridiculous expectations. What does Tom think? Can he defend himself? Find out next.